0: Welcome to the Corazon Chronicles, the podcast that dives into the captivating stories of Latinx and BIPOC people who've triumphed in the realm of love and relationships. On this show, we're unraveling the secrets behind successful relationships and discussing how our unique blend of culture, heritage, and personal experiences shape our love stories.
1: Through engaging interviews and insightful conversations, the Corazon Chronicles celebrates the diversity and resilience of love. We're diving into topics like communication, trust, sex, intimacy, and personal growth to help you navigate your own romantic journeys.
0: Whether you're single, in a relationship, or just a hopeless romantic, this podcast will inspire you with real-life stories of people who are forging their own paths in the realm of love. Join us on this heartfelt exploration as we uncover the keys to thriving in partnership.
1: Catch new episodes of the Corazon Chronicles each and every Wednesday and embark on a transformative journey that celebrates the triumphs, challenges, and enduring power of love.
0: So, we're officially at episode three, the big reveal, y'all. Hi, I'm Janice.
1: What's up? I'm Ray.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited for this episode, babe, because after talking about all the crazy shit that we've been through to get to this place uh we're actually going to talk about our own individual stories
1: yeah and um we're gonna kind of dive into our story as a couple so
0: let's do this get closer like we love each other <laughs> all right,
1: it's my first time
0: so. no it's it's actually my first time also doing like an in-person podcast so um I want to thank y'all, first off, for like bearing with us with like sound and the fact that we didn't start with, with video because we're just like kind of learning this as we go. We're like absolutely building the plane as we fly it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you definitely have more uh, more history and more, um, what's the word I'm trying to call it? Uh, experience? Experience, please. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Total brain fart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to get there, so.
0: Okay. So how do we even start this story, babe?
1: Oh, man. Uh, do we just start with how we met or
0: maybe let's give a little like pre us meeting like what were we doing
1: well in the last episode we kind of got into the story with our exes and kind of like where we were and yes um, we kind of let out that we ended up like kind of going through our breakups around the same time yes mutually so
0: yeah and so I started dating like in earnestly after getting divorced so I, I filed for divorce in August and I started dating in December mm. and I initially was like, hell no, I'm not doing dating apps. Like I'm going to meet my future husband or whoever, like in the frozen food section of fucking they Whole They have Foods. such a
1: stigma, right? Like yeah. dating app is like, uh, let's not tell anybody that we met on a dating app. Oh
0: my God. No. And especially because my sister who um, also has a podcast, hey, shout, shout out to Watch Us Thrive. Shout, shout out um she met her abusive ex on tinder or like plenty of fish or one of those and it was like a really toxic relationship so that scared the shit out of me and i've also heard just like a ton of horror stories both through social media and also like through friends groups mm-hmm. that they're just like Bitch, stay away from the dating app so i was like very turned off by the idea but i quickly realized i work from home yeah i have to actively like leave the house to meet other human beings yeah. this is not going to work for me
1: and n- not everybody meets at the gym honestly right
0: yeah i really don't ever see people socializing at the gym yeah i feel like people just put on their headphones and there's like and that's the only place i was going right. i'm like i'm either going to the gym or i'm going to be at home neither of these are really going to be productive for me to meet somebody so i had to bite the bullet and i started off with bumble because yeah, the yeah. whole like women can initiate the contact thing i felt like okay i'm
1: it was better for me as well, too.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Why Bumble for Guy?
1: Just because it, uh, it it just makes it easier, you know, because I think that the whole cliche of, like, sliding into the DMs and stuff like that <laughs> is kind of like what it takes with Tinder and some of these other ones. Um, but when you give the woman the control and she can actually be the one to, you know, swipe right, because a guy can swipe right all day. You know, he's just doing it for numbers, right? Yeah. Um, But... As soon as a female can can swipe right and then give her the power to engage the conversation. I mean, it. I don't know. It just does so much for the whole thing, I think. OK, you know, because you give the power to the woman and the guys, you know, almost doesn't really have to try as hard or does yeah, have to not have to be rejected,
0: right? Because yeah. she's already expressed interest.
1: Yeah. You don't have to be cringy and thirsty. <laughs> and
0: There's plenty of cringe going on on, Bim, on Bumble. <laughs> like, let's not even fucking get it twisted. Oh, uh, there's a lot of cringy ass shit going on there. And I definitely experienced my share of like cringe, uh, emotionally unavailable people, fucking ghosting toxicity and i was just like oh wow like this is fun
1: yeah it's it's a real real uh weird thing for the dating scene right now it's just i think we're all just still trying to get adjusted to it because i mean what was the first dating thing was it like eHarmony or something yeah yeah eHarmony
0: back in 2001 and i'm just like god
1: they've got got a lot of success stories too so they
0: do but they're also the most expensive platform so i feel like people that are willing to pay like 40 a month or whatever it is that it costs now it's just like they are committed to making the shit work
1: i'm about to make a dating platform guys
0: (laughs) what are you gonna call it
1: (laughs) um it's gonna be real close to hinge
0: (laughs) oh oh okay so right so i'm dating december january it's just a fucking shit show i met three people in person and they were just fucking terrible
1: what was the setting for that like like the, the line at Trader joe's or what
0: no, no, I mean like on the on Bumble. Oh, through
1: Bumble. Yeah, through oh, Bumble. got it. Sorry. Okay. I
0: met three people on Bumble, and they were all just like, "Fuck boys," and I was just like, <laughs> Shout out to all the me? fuck boys out there." Yeah, I'm like, "Is it me?" I'm like, "I got ghosted after one date." Um, you know, like I'm being breadcrumbed by another guy. He's like, "Oh, I like you so much," and then he disappears for two weeks, and I'm just like. Oh my God, I'm going to be alone forever. And so I had to like take very frequent breaks from these dating apps because they are emotionally exhausting. Right. Did you have the same experience or you're just like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, there was, I would go through waves. So I, I kind of messed with it. Um, maybe for like, I would say the better part of four months. Okay. Um, and it was cool, but I don't know. I, I, I I was kind of getting treated like a piece of meat on there, you Mm. know, because because the women do have to engage and I would get crazy things like I would get like weird dad jokes and
0: (laughs) dad uh, jokes. (laughs) Yeah, like
1: like um, what did the dinner plate say to the no? Yeah. What did the dinner plate say to the salad plate? dinner's on me
0: oh my god okay that's
1: literally what i said when i read that wow <laughs> i was like okay good that's for, you. A for effort i guess i don't know that's no crazy that's a though.
0: fucking f for effort that's ridiculous <laughs> what is that oh my god
1: so, um but yeah and then that's when i kind of initiated the whole three date rule
0: okay so let's talk about this three date rule because i heard about this shit because you told me about it and i was just like mm-hmm. mm. this sounds like the steve harvey like 90-day nonsense, and I'm just like, okay, whatever.
1: This, shouts out <laughs> to Steve Harvey, by the way. Um, yeah, so the three-date rule is super simple. It's just that, um, you know, one-night stands and quick hookups are a huge thing with the dating, right? I mean, meet up with, you know, meet up for drinks, and next thing you know, the conversation's there, and things just kind of naturally happen that way right um so the three date rule is exactly what it sounds like um you know let's hang out in person um you know at least three times before i go back to your place or you come back to my place and that's it's rooted out of the the sexual aspect but it's also from a safety aspect too because there's a lot of people that are getting set up and getting robbed and getting drugged and getting taken advantage of so i think it's a good rule for both male and females you know because like there's all those horror stories of you know the guy getting his rolex stolen or you know getting jumped by the girl's boyfriend oh wow i guess
0: i hadn't even thought of like that i mean
1: yeah as a man that's like the stuff you have to think about
0: i can totally see that and so how far along into the dating did you implement this rule
1: um maybe about halfway through um I, when I had first when I was single between my most recent relationship and the one before that i had I had done the bumble thing a little bit and then um I kind of experienced that fast pace with that and then i can- i kind of carried that into the second time um so yeah like two like two two months in I was doing that and i just, it's a crazy it was a crazy reaction I would get because some people would stick it out and then other people would um you know, kinda just like fuck off and be like, oh well, you know. And then other people would also treat it like it was a like a mission. It was like oh they would try to like break me, you know. It was like a <laughs> it was like a challenge for them to like, oh I bet you I could get him to break challenge except. I get him to break his three day rule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um so at what point did you decide okay bumble is a shit show. I'm gonna go download a different app and why?
1: Yeah, so I knew Tinder was very like hookup-centric. Very commercial, yeah. Mm. It's like Instagram, but for dating, I don't have Facebook or anything like that. So the Facebook dating, I don't even know anything about that. But I would assume it's probably very similar to these these um, dating apps. So I, I downloaded a couple of them, uh, you know, a couple of different ones, like Match and stuff like that. Um, and then Hinge was one, was one of those in there. And that one just seemed like it was more of like how Bumble used to be. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't full of... Uh, the chicks that were just posting as their description their instagram handle or you know add me on snapchat Mm -hmm. you know that for me that's a instant no yeah so it's a
0: red flag for me yeah
1: (laughs) i need to see some effort in your profile i want to know a little bit about you so
0: interesting yeah i think after um bumble i downloaded an app called chispa which you may not know Mm. if you don't primarily date like latinos because I'm I was very clear, like I'm like I'm not dating outside the culture. That just for me is like a must on the list. Yeah. And so that app is specifically like marketed towards Latinos. But a lot of the people, I would say like 90% of the people on there are either in Miami or, or Orlando.
1: Mm, that was and
0: I'm like, sense. well, what this this is fucking stupid. Like I'm not gonna go drive hundred miles to go and meet somebody. No. Never that serious. Like, no, never that. So it was that was not really useful. And then I kept hearing you know hinge's whole tagline of like the app that's meant to be deleted yeah which is
1: genius by the
0: way like marketing shout out to hinge like y'all want to sponsor the podcast like we're totally fucking here for it okay (laughs) call me call me um so i love the concept that they're like yeah the whole point of this app is like for you to meet somebody so that you can actually like stop fucking dating i'm like yes this is lovely it's exactly what i'm trying to do and uh, I also was impressed by just, like, the level of in-depth, like, work that you had to do to put together a profile. Yeah. Like, very... they even make you do, like, a voice note so you can hear, like, what somebody mm-hmm. sounds like. It yeah. was just, like, you could almost get the sense of, like, what the person was going to be like mm-hmm. right away. And so. <laughs>
1: you they like they kind of focused on, like, not wasting a lot of time, you know.
0: Yeah. And it just seemed to attract people who were, like, more serious about relationships versus hookups.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. So I remember when I was setting up my profile, because <laughs> Hinge also has like a filter option where you can like filter by location, right. ethnicity, if they're a smoker, if they have, or want kids, any of kids, that stuff. all that, yeah, yeah. And I literally filtered out for like everything that I would want. And I included that he had to be Latino.
1: <laughs> I do remember this. Yes. Yeah.
0: And yeah, lo and behold, <laughs> the Hinge algorithm brought me to this man. He was my first match on Hinge.
1: Which is crazy, right? Yeah. It's almost like it's it's like a, you can't really write that that no. type of uh.
0: The algorithm works.
1: Yeah, I was on there for a couple of weeks before. Okay, I got I got that infamous message from Janice that <laughs> was like, she's like, "Hey, I love when the algorithm gives me exactly what I ask for," or something like that. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this one's strong. The force is strong with this." Oh, you <laughs> listen.
0: If y'all listen to the last episode, you already know I go after what I want, even <clears throat> when it's not be going to fucking work out for me, but I've never been one to be shy about expressing my desire for anything whether that's like a career, some amount of money or a man in this case.
1: I think I just have to say I, I absolutely fucking love that. <laughs> it's like the biggest turn on in the world. Really? Yeah, like a strong woman like that is. Okay, I mean, for me, you know, it's like
0: a thing. All yes. right. So, the fact that I came at you was not a turn off, which I think it For a lot be, of men, it could be. It
1: could be intimidating. I mean, it was a. It had a little bit of like an intimidating factor to it, just because it was out of the norm. You mm. know, it wasn't really. It wasn't what I was used to on there, but yeah, you
0: weren't getting fucking dad jokes from me. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> those came later. But <laughs> gosh, you guys need to hear this. The stuff that comes out of oh, her mouth is uh, priceless.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm sure we'll dive into that at some point. But I want to know what was your initial reaction? Like when you saw that message, like what made you respond?
1: Uh, um, well, it was, it was, like I said, it was unique and, uh, and I just kind of wanted to see, you know, where your head was at and kind of see what, uh, what your energy was because I had certain things, um, kind of set in my settings as well too. I didn't want someone super young. Mm. Um, are we going to get into our age? Difference? Yeah,
0: we can talk about that right now.
1: Okay. So I'm 30.
0: And I'm 38.
1: Yeah. Fresh 38.
0: You but. Bought- yeah, and you're about to be 31.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be 31. Soon. Yeah,
0: so, so it's seven years, y'all. But, um,
1: nobody's counting.
0: Nobody's yeah. counting. And age ain't nothing but a number. Okay.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
0: Some of the most successful couples out there have a decent age gap. Yeah. Go do
1: your research. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so, why would, like, what is it about ha- dating an older woman that, like, appeals to you? Because that was one of the things that we talked about. I'm like, you do realize I'm, like, seven years older than you. Yeah.
1: And and my ex was also six years older than me. So, um and then the one before that, we were actually the same age. But I don't know. I think that I've never been one to, like, really want to go out to the clubs or really do any of that young party lifestyle. And um that's kind of what I would run into when I would, you know, match or click with women closer to my age or especially younger yeah and it was just a, a life that i don't really care for too much you know mm-hmm. so i'm big on connection and the vibe and i need to i need the energy to be matched you know i need us to have like similar interests and stuff like that so yeah older women just always had their they they they've they tend to know what they want because they've been through enough um you know whether it's men or just life in general So I've always appreciated, like, experience, you Mm. know, in all the ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And it's funny because when I started dating, I noticed I would attract younger men. And it was not intentional.
1: Did you have your settings set to, like, this age to this age?
0: It was, like, 28 to 42. Okay. All right. So I was willing to date older, but older men I have found, and I, you know. This is my anecdotal information. This is not a fucking scientific study. <laughs> but a lot of y'all got some fucking traumas that you're projecting onto women, okay? Like, you're making us pay for shit because you... You know, uh, by the time you're 40-something, you probably have some kids. Yeah. You probably have a divorce under your belt. You're fucking jaded. You're of a generation that is not big on therapy. You know?
1: uh, talk- very, very, like, suck it up. Yeah,
0: there, like, it's the... And there's a lot of that, like toxic masculinity that's at play sometimes you know it's just like it's a different generation
1: and that's tough that's tough for a woman in your pos- uh, position too with you know your level of success and your level of independence and everything like all that all those aspects are very intimidating to yeah. you know especially that demographic of men yeah if
0: you're yeah. like an insecure man like my whole existence is just going to trigger you
1: yeah and i think <laughs> i think you've experienced that a little oh, bit oh all the time
0: yeah. like story of my life yeah um yeah, so I I don't know why I was attracting younger men, and I don't know, like y'all just like you have more like zest for life.
1: No, you can definitely say that.
0: <laughs> like We're younger men are we not have all the zest, not jaded, <laughs> and especially for somebody like me that like I was like I don't want to date somebody with kids. At some point, like in your mid thirties, it becomes very fucking hard to find childless men
1: yeah, yeah um
0: yeah. and i think you could say the same for women
1: oh 100 percent. yeah i mean even at 30 it's crazy you yeah. like oh of course she has kids
0: yeah so um so we match and i send you this message and mm-hmm. you're like mm, okay
1: i wanted to explore mm-hmm. that right away i wanted to see i mean obviously i thought you were gorgeous right and then um i saw the level of like a, like the level of attention to detail you put into your your profile as oh. well too you know with the pictures and um like the quotes and stuff like that. It was like, you know, answering the questions and stuff was kind of cool. So, and then I think we were like exchanging like video clips and stuff like that. Like, yeah.
0: We hopped on like the texts real quick. Cause right I, that was one thing for me. Like I'm not going to be talking to you on a dating app for too long. <laughs> like, if we're not, you know, video met- like I'm not about to get catfished. Yeah, the catfish but, thing know? is real, yes. So it's just like, okay, we need to take this off this app, like let's text each other. Um, we started sending each other video- I think it was like at the gym, like sent you like a sweaty fucking like gym selfie in the parking lot or something. Yeah. And we proceeded to like literally text back and forth like all fucking day.
1: Now how long before we initially met up was this? We met the next day. Mm-hmm. See? It, it it can happen. <laughs>
0: And I was so excited to meet you. Like I wasn't I, I just felt like we literally clicked like instantly. Like we were just talking about all types of shit and just feeling each other out. And it just felt very natural. Like I wanted to continue talking to you. Yeah. And I think you wanted to meet like the same day. I was like, sir,
1: give yeah, me, give me 24 I, hours. I, yeah, I was down. I think after um a little bit of, of back and forth, I was like, well, I'm down to meet up whenever you want to meet up. Because I, I like to have the conversation in person or like on the phone um versus you know getting all the stuff out of the way um through text it's just kind of you know it's just not fun yeah it kind of takes away from some of it because like when you guys do finally meet up for dinner um i want to talk about something yeah there's like
0: nothing to talk about about this right potentially
1: revisit all the stories that we talked about through text
0: yeah i think you were at work that day
1: Possibly, yeah. Because
0: I, I feel that. like you were off the next day, and that's why we decided to meet up.
1: Mm, yeah. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so we went to like a little beachfront, um, beachfront bar, restaurant. Oh, wait,
0: wait. So listen, there are still men out here who actually plan fucking dates. And I was absolutely impressed by the fact that he like picked the place, picked the time, was like, meet me there. I'm like, I'm here for this energy because there are so many stories of men just doing the bare fucking minimum right now where it's just like, I mean, I think a woman shouldn't expect to be taken out like to a fucking date before y'all start asking for a bunch of shit, you know
1: yeah, absolutely it, it wasn't anything super fancy. it was a place that um, I frequent a lot you know with friends and i have gone there since I was a kid, and um, it's just it 's just a great little vibe you know it 's not a lot of pressure mm-hmm. it's uh, it 's right on the beach, so i mean Frantic. they had um they had like a bond they had bond like uh, campfire pits out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the fire was, was going after we had our drinks and, and food. We went downstairs and sat on the beach next to the fire. And
0: Yeah, we watched the sunset. Think, it was very romantic. Yeah,
1: she was like, oh, romantico.
0: <laughs> well, because I was just so used to like dudes doing the bare minimum. Yeah, Like not even, you know, they just want to invite you to the house.
1: That's what I mean with That's the three date rule. It, it kind of like yeah. was one of those things to all you single guys out there. It could be a good tactic for you. It doesn't mean to use it for, to your advantage, but if you really want to get to know... female that you're kind of talking to or something like that throw out the three date rule maybe it'll do you think girls should be doing it too oh 100 percent. okay but the challenge is always going to be there from the men to like want to smash and i think that for some men they might get a positive response from someone that they're interested in like no no i think Mm. you know i have this three date rule Mm -hmm. and you know yeah
0: so we're on the date. We're talking. It feels very natural. I'm very much like this is I'm having a great time.
1: First of all, you were late to the day.
0: But I did tell you and I, I even let you track me on Waze.
1: You sent me the link. I don't even know if I opened it.
0: Well, but I literally told him like he had an ETA for me. It's true. I guess it it's wasn't true. that I would just fucking showed up 45 minutes late without saying anything.
1: Yeah, it was nice because I, I got to I was a little nervous. Right. Naturally, so it was nice to get there and like have a drink before you got <laughs> It was nice to kind of like lube up a little bit. I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. This
0: yeah. Too bad. Um. Okay, so, so where do we go from here? Oh,
1: my goodness. We want to talk about how long it took for you to ask to kiss me?
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I was like drink two or three.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was that far. I don't know. <laughs> so Janice gets there, um, and we're chilling. We're having a good conversation. And I want to say... We were there for maybe three hours total.
0: Yeah, we pre- we closed the place down. Okay. They were fucking shutting down the bar.
1: But well, All right. So we were there for what? Would you say three hours? It was at least like two. And okay. A half. All right. So anyways, I would say maybe 45 minutes to an hour in. Okay. The sun is still up, right? This is before sunset. This is before all the romantic stuff. And I think I'm in the middle of talking. And she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's like... I really want to kiss you. <laughs> She's like, Can I kiss you? And I'm like, uh, I'm like over here debating in my head, you know, the three date rule. I'm like, Geez, like, what if like an hour into this first date I've been talking to this girl for a day? And it's like, All right. And I'm like, Well, I mean, she seems like, Okay. All right. If you're going to just go out there and start kissing anybody, you guys have to look at their mouth and stuff and make sure you're not going <laughs> to get a fucking cold sore after but can't just be kissing everybody <laughs> Make sure they got some hygiene uh, going yeah, keep on that, keep that mouth clean Ooh. You know? um, but um <laughs> yeah so i was like sure why not and uh man that was a magical moment huh
0: it was it was uh the fucking sparks were there
1: very spicy moment mm. had me uh re- rethinking the the 3 date rule but i stayed strong ish
0: what Ish. okay <laughs> let's get into part two of this first date um so we basically shut the bar down and the whole time i'm just like observing your very like chivalrous gentlemanly mannerisms Like you'd walk me to the bathroom you would wait for me outside like make sure that i'm good um you know like holding the small of my back it was very just like fucking nice to just be like baby you were doing all of the like alpha male like protecting your girl type shit and i'm like you just met me like that was such a turn on
1: i think that comes from um my mom when i was <clears throat> when i would come down and visit her and stuff like that she would make me do the hold the door open mm. and she would make me pull the chair out if we went out to eat and stuff like that so i think that's where it comes from and then she always told me she's the one who told me this like when you sit in a restaurant the man faces the door you know, the entrance of the restaurant or it might not have to be the door, but your back as the female should be towards what everything else is going on. That way, mm-hmm. you know, you have a little bit of a head start in case like something. happens. I mean, it is twenty twenty three.
0: So interesting. OK, so basically like your job is to always just be alert of your surroundings for the two of you.
1: Right. I mean, it's the same thing with like when you guys sleep together, the mm-hmm. man should sleep closer like on his side of the bed should be closer to the door. Huh? So OK. And I think a lot of you guys out there would would agree with me on that
0: i'm here for this energy
1: and then like if you walk down the street yeah the man walks outside closer to the road yeah and the woman walks on the inside yeah so
0: yeah okay i love that so i was picking up on all of these like subconscious you know body language things you were doing and Mm. i was just like this this is literally what i asked for i'm like i want a man that i feel safe around and y'all know i said this in the last episode and instantly i just felt like I want this energy, whatever this is around me. Right. Okay. So we, we go our separate ways. We leave, um, with the intention to like have a second date at some point in the near future. Right. Yeah. And I get home and I get a text. Oh God. And I'm gonna let you pick up from there. Oh God. Let me take the lipstick off you. Um,
1: yeah. How did that go? I think (laughs) I go home. I'm take, I took a shower and stuff like that. Uh, and I said I wanted to see you again.
0: Yeah, you said I don't want the. I'm not ready for the date to be over. No, that was this specific text.
1: That might have been um, heavily influenced by <laughs>
0: some cocktails, some,
1: some Long Island iced teas. <laughs> I'm <not> quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, it was still something I was uh, relishing in at the moment. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, long story short, I just kind of hit you up to see what you were doing and uh, what your plans were for the rest of the evening, and. I uh, ended up getting the address. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say the 3 date rule went down the fucking drain.
1: Yeah, we did hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we did hang out that night. And it was, that was great. And then the next day, it was like, it was a little awkward because... Oh, no. She He's was, being
0: very, very,
1: she, she was very generous. Um, she was very... She was very... That's what started the projecting of your traumas was, I think, that next day, you were just...
3: It's
1: like holy fuck first of all never had a man in the house besides the ex Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i'm here i am this random rando guy on fucking hinge (laughs) and here we go with this yeah same cycle again no i literally woke up with like
0: i need him to get the fuck out of my house like i was legit having an anxiety attack like
1: I did the dishes for her because I, I could tell that she was very tense and <laughs> stuff. And I, I was getting ready to fuck off. I wasn't really trying to stay the whole day, but I was still trying to see the energy. And then once I saw how it was, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, she's tripping." I, I mean, you weren't like being too rude, but very standoffish. It yeah. Was very one of those like walk of shame moments. And it kind of had me confused, too, because I kind of thought that we were really vibing at the, at the bar. So.
0: We absolutely were. I think... I was overwhelmed with, like, how much you liked me.
1: Mm. Yeah, which is crazy because it's not like it wasn't reciprocated.
0: No, exactly. But what I think was going on is just, like, I got so used to getting the bare minimum from people. And, like, the emotionally avoidant men felt comfortable familiar mm-hmm. and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy like why does he like me so much i guess
1: i would assume it probably came across as i was like trying and i was like almost being somebody i wasn't maybe like trying to secure like you know try to get attached the sales pitch thing right that you talk about the sales pitch thing yeah. yes no sales pitch yeah.
0: yeah so let's just say that next morning i was like uh i I don't know what to do with all these feelings. I don't know what to do with like the fact that th- this is being reciprocated. It almost felt like there's something fucking wrong here. Um, he's doing too much. I I just emotionally shut off.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I could have possibly been like a Ted Bundy. so
0: Yeah, but you weren't. No. But I, I think honestly, it was just like I was not prepared for how seriously like you were taking me. From, like, day
1: one. <clears throat> yeah, and honestly, I don't even know what that is. It just kind of came to me naturally. Um, I felt some type of, uh, like, magnetic pull with you a little bit. So, I, and, and, I mean, it wasn't even, I was actually kind of used to doing the opposite. Mm. I, I would kind of, like, not give much effort until I was pretty interested. Just because, um, you know, not to sound conceited or anything, but I had a lot of messages. And, you know, yeah, after a while, you get, you get tired of... Um, after a while, you get tired of, like, repeating yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and going, you know, going what through you, the interview process. What do you do for work and mm-hmm. where are you from and blah, 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 so.
0: Yeah. There was definitely, um there was definitely a connection, like, from, on both sides. Mm. I think I was absolutely just, like, overwhelmed with this, the <laughs> intensity at which you expressed, like, your desire to continue to see me, um, you know, you we were you were talking to me like all day long. Remember, when I had, I had told you I'm like, bro, you ain't got nothing else to do. You're fucking texting me.
1: Right, and and <laughs> and um, I think you I think you deleted the app. I did. You, I think did you delete it the same day?
0: I deleted it the that day we... that we matched. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's the very first day we started talking, and I remember like you you texted me, and you're like, I just deleted the app, and I'm like, well, I'm to <laughs> taken. I'm probably <laughs> It has to stay on there. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's eventually I'll take that down. But, yeah. Which it's down now. No,
0: yeah. But I meant <laughs> Like at clarify. the time,
1: I'm like, we're fucking like six hours into this thing. This is crazy.
0: Well, I think I was never the type to like be able to be juggling a bunch of people. So yeah. I felt like because we clicked so instantaneously and I was like, I definitely want to explore this. I was just like, I don't even want to fucking match with nobody. Else, right. Right. It was just the personal choice to not be overwhelmed with like, you know. So, Options.
1: so like you were saying about, um I was triggering you, um, with how much attention and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And energy. You were just like
0: so genuinely like about it that I'm like, it was, and this sounds fucking terrible, so please don't take offense to this. Oh, I don't. But think you I'll know like... how like us women, like especially ones coming out of toxic, you know, breakups and shit we're very fucking jaded. So we don't believe anything that anybody's saying. Mm -mm. Right. And I was just like, Oh, this is giving me like simp energy. Like, you know, it's just, and I think it was also like, you know, Oh, he's younger. He's just immature, He just doesn't know what to do with his fucking feelings. He's a baby. Yeah. And I was also (laughs) in like, I want to date, but I also didn't have the mental capacity to like actually understand what that meant. Like taking on a whole ass relationship. When I started thinking about that, it started to freak me out because I felt like it was going to derail my professional life. Cause what, you know, the ironic shit about all of this with my divorce and stuff is like that was happening at the same time that my career was fucking
1: Blow flying right.
0: out, like of the atmosphere. So it's just like, it almost felt like I have to protect my personal energy mm-hmm. to stay successful professionally. Right. right. And the idea of like investing into another person felt like it was going to be too much for me.
1: I understand that a hundred percent. And you were, you also were involved in like a situation ship too, which, which, um, when, so after we hung out and you started to get a little claustrophobic, I guess I'll say, Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like a few days of talking and just kind of feeling the energy die down a little bit. And then one day you're just like, I think that. You know, you're we doing should just be friends. Not even. It was just like <laughs> I think that you're doing, like you're. You're, you're doing t- too much. You're doing too much. <laughs> like you It makes it. It makes it seem like I don't have anything going on and, um, and whatever, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well then maybe this is the time where like we just block each other. Like this is the natural <laughs> course of things, right? It wasn't really like a. It wasn't a hard conversation. No, we it was, like, and it wasn't like nasty no, or like conflict. It animosity. It was just like, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And then I was kind of fucked up about it because I was like, damn, I'm just over here being myself. And maybe I'm too much. Now I'm thinking I'm extra. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, like I'm about to change <laughs> I am questioning his, his whole life. Change up my whole shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so we blocked each other. Right?
0: Yeah, this was like maybe a day or two after Valentine's Day
1: i think what is this like a week into our ever since we like since we first met was i think it, it was like two weeks okay
0: yeah we uh, met on the beginning of february i want to say like around the fifth or something and uh i want to say it was like the 16th that we stopped talking and then it was like three weeks that passed by while we moved on with our lives <clears throat> or so we thought
1: yeah no we definitely moved on we were doing our thing like we had a Already, well, you went back with your situation ship
0: because that felt like familiar. It was just like, oh, okay, this is like bare minimum. This is cool. Like I'm cool with not somebody just giving me the bare fucking minimum. Yeah, it's great. You know, toxic. (laughs) But honestly, like, I thought that's what I wanted. I thought I just wanted, like, a friend with benefits that I, it' was just like. But there it was super fucking one-sided, too, because it was like, I could barely get in touch with him anyways. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this shit? You
1: probably had a whole ass family, family. Oh,
0: probably, you know? And it was just like, um, so it was, like, three weeks that went by. I had, after, like, we stopped talking, I started going back to a therapist, too, because I was just feeling, like, very fucking just... What's Like, there's something wrong with you, you mm. know? I just knew, like, this shit is not healthy. Like, the way that you feel about somebody, like, being actually nice to you and, like, being a gentleman, uh, the fact that this is triggering you is, like, what the fuck? So I started going back to therapy. I started doing somatic healing, which is, like, a form of therapy that involves less, like, talk therapy and more Feeling your feelings. Mm -hmm. So the therapist basically, like, asks you to, like, reconnect with your inner child and, like, have conversations with her and, like, just get used to the feelings of sadness and all the shit that comes up when you start talking about things. And I'm terrible with feelings. Like, I just don't like them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so (laughs) that whole process, like, just brought up a bunch of shit that I had just been holding in for a long time around, like, my self-worth and, like, the things that I allowed to happen and, like, you know, all the shit that I tolerated in the relationship. And I had been avoiding listening to love songs during this entire like since my divorce up until the middle of like or the beginning of March.
1: And this is a bad time to start listening to some Neo then. huh?
0: Yeah, it was like I didn't want to <laughs> listen to anything about love. I couldn't listen to Bachata because that's all fucking love songs. I couldn't listen to anything. And. It was because it was really triggering, okay. like, to just hear about that shit and just be like, oh, look at all these happy fucking people and I'm not one of these people. Fuck you. Yeah, it's just like, well, y- y'all know. I know I'm not the only one that's like, there are times in your life where you can't listen to certain music because it's just like a fucking trigger. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so part of my homework with the somatic healing was to listen to fucking love songs and, like, go feel sad about shit.
1: Who'd you start with?
0: I started with fucking Jay Wheeler. Oh okay because uh, I listen to like Latin music right and so like Jay Wheeler's the fucking love song guy of the genre so he talks about the heartbreaks and the love and the fucking all that shit and he has this song called Viendo el Techo translates to staring at the ceiling and the whole fucking song is about a love lost he's staring at the ceiling wondering what went wrong like living in regret and the whole shit and oh my god (laughs) I start fucking hysterically, like crying, like can't breathe, like hyperventilating. Listen to the fucking song. Mm. And someone popped into my head while this Who was
1: happening. Who could that be? Jay Wheeler. Uh,
0: and you know why? <laughs> you know why? Because I also, I think I told you, though, like it was like, you kind of look like him.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah, I I had like a a specific picture. on
0: Yeah, we're going to put that up for the video, folks. So if you want to watch the video and see the photo that I'm talking about, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, please. Um,
1: It gets very very fuckboy vibes, but it's okay.
0: (laughs) But it's the picture that hooked me because that's the one you had as your profile picture on Hinge.
1: Can't judge a book by its cover.
0: Yeah, he was giving like Puerto Rican fuckboy energy (laughs) in the best way. So I listen to the song. I'm hysterically crying and you pop into my head as I'm listening to these lyrics. And I'm like, this is the fucking thing that I'm going to regret for the rest of my life. Because I was resigned to the fact that I was never going to talk to you again.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we blocked each other. We blocked
0: each other. Right. And so in a moment. You
1: saved my contact. I deleted your contact. You deleted my number? Yeah, I didn't even have it. Remember? Because I've got the conversation from when you hit me up. We'll get there. But remember, I was like, (laughs) send me your number. That way I can go unblock it
0: yes oh my god okay so i don't know why i didn't delete the number i think that was the universe kind of conspiring
1: yeah. she was gonna come back around folks
0: so that night i go to sleep i'm fucking depressed i'm like oh my god what did i do and it's like four o'clock in the morning and i wake up and i'm like i gotta find this man but he has no social media
1: none yeah
0: i'm like they no snapchat no instagram no mm-hmm. facebook no nothing i can't even fucking go find him if i wanted to the only thing i knew he had was a youtube channel you do that. And I went because I know you had listened to a couple of my podcast yeah. episodes. You okay with on YouTube? Being
1: supportive, and you
0: had it. commented, and I literally like replied to the comments to see if you were gonna
1: fucking respond. I need to see if I got like an email for that because.
0: And I was like, oh, "This is not gonna work," you know, because on YouTube you can't like go and DM somebody.
1: Yeah, it's not a thing.
0: So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I tried texting you from my number to see if it went through and it didn't go through. Because you guys know if you have an iPhone and you text and it doesn't say delivered, then that means you're blocked.
1: And I I have red receipts on, too. So you can tell. So you can tell. I've actually read it.
0: So my super sleuth self goes on Google dot com and it's like, how do you get another phone number?
1: You guys are going to love this part. This part is like the level of cringe, but the level of like romance.
0: I said said I go after what I want.
1: Yeah. So you go (laughs) ahead. You got it, girl. Okay.
0: so Google voice. Shout out to you. Free service. If you need a phone number to text somebody who has blocked you, rekindle that love, whatever. I got a number. And I texted you a whole ass message. Babe, do you want to, let me, do you want to pull this up? Let me pull this up. Hold on. I sent a 5.15 yeah. a.m. text message
1: I'm getting up, to I'm, this I'm, man. I'm awake. I'm, I'm, I think I've just gotten out of the shower. I was getting ready for work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Well, I'm trying to see what's a keyword that I can search in there. Um, I maybe crazy. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Oh, I've used that word more than once in our, uh, is oh God, Google babe, right? I'm going to have to fucking scroll back like so far. Hold I've, on.
1: I've got the Google number on my phone. Okay. But I don't have my phone on me. It's fine. Maybe I'll, I'll upload a screen, uh, screenshot. Oh yeah. But it was like, hey Ray, this is Janice. I just wanted to reach out and. It was like,
0: I know this is going to sound crazy, yeah, you got it. but. I just wanted to let you know that, like, I made a huge mistake. And um, if you will, like, you know, allow me to whatever. Make um, things right. uh, Yeah, I'd love to just, like, whatever. Try again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that's not an option, I completely understand. I just knew I I would regret this forever if, like, I didn't reach out.
1: At least try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what happened?
0: Um, I saw that you read it. (laughs)
1: and then you see the little three dots
0: and then i'm like oh shit is he gonna respond because i was really like prepared for you to just be like this fucking bitch like i ain't even gonna bother
1: i should have texted you back get the get the fuck get the fuck out of here
0: and his response was wow girl i did not expect this (laughs) as i'm getting ready for work uh send me your number so i can unblock you and we i can see where your head's at
1: yeah i wanted to see where your head was at yeah
0: and this is march 2nd so about three weeks after we stopped talking
1: yeah man
0: and it, we've been <laughs> of each other's ass ever since then
3: i
1: mean yeah i guess that's pretty much the rest is history right <laughs> i mean it's like next thing you know you're like hey i'm going to puerto rico like do you want to, to puerto rico and i'm like yeah i've got pto like let's do it
0: you yeah we, like we took our first couples trip like fucking 10 days after we started dating again
1: well you were down there right you were down there with your friend melody shout out to melody
0: yeah hey girl
1: um and uh and i came down there like eight days later right and flew down there and met up with you
0: yeah it was like it was like three weeks back into like when we started talking that
1: yeah and i mean i think that um leading up to the puerto rico trip i think we were talking about are we gonna fall in love in puerto rico right yeah and what happened?
0: We fell in love in Puerto. We fell in love before Puerto Rico. Like, let's be honest.
1: Hey, Puerto Rico had some magic on that. So. They really like, did. That, I... Puerto Rico was uh, <laughs> quite an experience. Sorry,
0: but here. it's funny because you actually told me that you loved me like before you came to Puerto Rico. Yeah, we said it to each other, right? And you asked me to be your girlfriend officially via text message on St. <sighs> Patrick's Day, oh, as God. I'm in the bar with Melody, uh, watching the Puerto Rico like. Baseball USA game. baseball game for the World Classic, um, and you were like, "Yeah, I, I can't wait! Like, I just make this." I official. feel like
1: there was something else going on. Though. I mean, there, you there were obsessed with me. Else, I mean, <laughs> I, mean. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Is, there was there was something else going on, but Babe, it just I forget what it was. We
0: but. bonded so much within like such a short amount of time because we talked constantly like hours long conversations and it wasn't like superficial shit it was like you know talking about our family history and just like the things we've been through and like just how we approach different things in life and like think the more that we started to talk and just get to know each other the more we're like yo we're on the same fucking page with like so much stuff and it felt so easy
1: yeah and like the age thing seems non-existent but
0: Um. that was a big thing for me i remember we had a conversation where i was just like i'm afraid like it's going to be too much of like a a thing and I think I was making it bigger for me than it was for you and you had to like tell me babe you know like that's not even like a question that's not even what I'm thinking about like I don't care about that I just you know
1: and uh, we had the same similar conversation um, you know about your level of success and stuff too because you were just like look I've been down this road before and I just don't know how you would react to this or whatever and I felt like I was okay with it you know but it was more of like I've never been with somebody that could like hold their own. Not not really that, but just like kind of do things for me that I couldn't do for myself mm. in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever that case like whatever that means. So like that's when you were just telling me that one night in Puerto Rico. You're like, you're just gonna have to let me do these things. Yeah. And you know, if that makes you uncomfortable, I understand, but it's it shouldn't make you uncomfortable. And yeah. and you're like, What if the roles are reversed? you know? And I'm like, you know what, that makes sense. So then I, you know, slowly kind of came around and it's like, you know, it's been great.
0: Yeah, this is like the whole thing that I've like no
1: threat encountered.
0: Anything. You know, there's a lot of men that are threatened by like the idea of the woman being like the higher earner in a relationship. Yeah, she's
1: definitely like the, like, she's definitely got me be. Like, <laughs> I think like a month for her is probably what I make fucking in a year at my factory. So <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's, there's nothing there wrong with that. that. And like
0: more and more there are, you know, relationships where the woman is the higher earner and that's forcing like men and women to just reevaluate a like why they're in relationships, right? Yeah. And like what their roles are and like how they can be of service outside, especially for men. Like yeah. y'all are programmed like to be providers, right? So it's like if that's not required of you, mm-hmm. like what else do you have to offer? And I do want to say this. When I started telling people I was dating, the first fucking thing is like, oh, you got to be careful because these men are going to be out here trying to take advantage of you because you have money and blah, blah, blah. And you need to be with somebody who can like match your fucking energy and make more money than you because otherwise it's just like you're going to end up with a deadbeat. And for me, that was like such a fucking toxic narrative because, A, I've never looked at relationships as a financial benefit to me. Because I always grew up like I'm going to make my own fucking money whether I'm single or in a relationship or whatever. Like I'm never going to be the girl that needs like an allowance from her man.
1: Well, it's kind of also disrespectful to you as well, too, because like for them to say that means that they don't trust the judgment that like like your own judgment they or that I have that, nothing but, else to offer. Yeah, they're they're going to think that like they clearly think that you don't have like enough clarity to, to weed out the ones like I mean, your whole niche is based on money and how to like you know, utilize it and take care of it. And so it's like, if you of all people aren't able to like spot the mooch, then like yeah, what the fuck?
0: Then it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't be giving be advice like, to nobody.
1: Like, Come on folks. I mean, I know you guys are saying it from a good place, but give me some fucking credit. That. <laughs> I, I think I can keep a fucking weasel out of here. You know?
0: Well, and, and the thing for me was also just like, if I really try to approach relationships from the perspective of like, well, he's got to be a fucking millionaire. Do you know what that would do to my options? Like realistically, yeah. As a Latina who dates exclusively Latino men, like let's just be fucking real. Yeah. We don't really have that big of a dating pool of seven figure fucking earners in our culture. Even like six figure earners in our culture. Um, and especially at the rate that like Latinas are actually going to college higher rates than latino men Mm. so they're getting access to better paying jobs that's just kind of how it works right and
1: 2023 it's it's
0: 2023 and i was just like well if i'm going to make that my priority then i'm gonna be fucking alone forever and maybe that's just like narrow-minded of me but i really just i've never cared about somebody's job income whatever i'm just like do you have your shit together can you pay your bills cool that's all i care about i'm like i'm not trying to be like You know, you're fucking living in the basement with your mom, and like you have no fucking ambition in life. Right. Like that, I mean, you need to have goals. You need to have ambition. You need to have some fucking drive. You need to be self sufficient. Like that was my thing. Mm -hmm. But I also was just like, I care nothing about money. I need him to be a good person. Yeah. Because you can't pay for that shit. You can't buy that, right? I need him to be a good person. He's honest. He's trustworthy. He's a gentleman. He takes the lead when I ask him to, and he also lets me be the bad bitch when I need to be.
1: Hey, yeah, he respects sure.
0: me for, like, who I am and doesn't get fucking threatened by what I have going on, you know, because I experienced a lot of that with my last relationship. I was always just felt like I had to dim myself because it was, like, too much for his fucking ego.
1: And I've also, like, been, like one of your biggest fans this entire time you know like uh even when you were writing your book on the condo and like sending pictures of of the condo and stuff you know i was always like man like this is so good because you've like busted your ass and you know i had a business right for five years so i i kind of and I, i my the men in my life my grandfather and my dad also built businesses and stuff so i know what it takes you know and so once i see someone you know reaping the benefits of what they've they've sown over the years it's like you know you you've always deserved to you know enjoy everything that you've got and you know the trips that you take and stuff like that so Thanks, and then babe. when you told me that you were um, that you really just wanted someone to share life with and someone to come home to and stuff like that I was like okay well yeah there's no need for me to feel threatened by anything at all and it's like it's not like I've given up on what I want to do right so I have my own plan for what I want to do for myself so you know who knows
0: yeah. You know? yeah so I always just felt like the character was more important than the accolades mm. and that was my focus and People didn't understand, like, why that was my mindset, but I also felt like I don't need to fucking explain this to anybody because it's my life. Um, and you don't. I, yeah, and and you don't either. So if yeah, anybody's out here not. trying to give you advice, especially people that are trying to give you advice that have trash-ass relationships, don't fucking listen to them because they ain't got no examples to be, like, even talking about.
1: And we were just talking when we uh, went on a little, like, a little bit of a staycation, right, and when we were driving back. You asked me, and we're going to get into it in another episode, but you asked me the difference between criticism and advice. So be careful who you're allowing give you advice because it could be backhanded advice that's really just criticism. And that's not rooted in a healthy place for wanting, you know, what's good for you in the long run. And
0: so. a lot of people with the loudest opinions have the least reason to be talking. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we reconnect. Um, you made me wait a couple of days after texting you to like meet up. Yeah, yeah. But when we met up, we took it back to the beach, the sunset, and um, the sparks flew. It was like we picked up where we left off. But I will say you were definitely more like hesitant the second time around of just like, i'm trying to see if this chick's gonna pull another fucking you know
1: yeah that did give me side a, exit <laughs> yeah it did give me a little bit because you definitely like projected you know some of your trauma and stuff like that and um and for you to be able to just kind of like turn off so quick kind of shook me a little bit you yeah. know i was like wow well you know what is it how's it going to be when times get tough and mm. like whatever if like it's so quick for you to do the fight or flight thing and the flight option is just like right there all the time which obviously it is for you there's not much that's like going to keep you around other than what you want Uh so um, yeah that that was like a huge red flag for me and I was like all right, well I'm willing to give it another chance because it's not the worst thing and it happened at such an early stage that it was like okay and I also was like thinking about maybe I was being extra so I'm like okay let me just factor all these things in and like let's just kind of go at it with a clean slate but it's also one of those things you forgive, but you don't forget. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. It's like you forgive it. You can forgive it to the point where it's like almost non-existent, but it's always going to be there in the back of your mind. If something does go off, it still something. in
0: your back of your mind.
1: I think just because the fact that it happened is just there. so even
0: still now, like you. Think no, like...
1: no, not like on my mind that it's an option that yeah. it could happen, but just the fact that it did happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is oh, there's always going to be that little glimpse of yes, it can happen. Yeah. It is an option because it's already been an option. No matter what, it all depends on the circumstance of what's going on. Yeah, you never know what's going to trigger that, that that trauma again. Mm-hmm. And when you get that trigger, you want to do that self preservation, and that's yeah. what makes you make you know. Anybody, it makes anybody make irrational decisions based out of emotion. Yeah. And decisions made based on emotion are usually not the right ones.
0: Well, and I think also part of, like, why I responded the way that I did is because I really still was, like, like not good at communicating my emotions. Yeah. Like, I was just real good at being anxious but not, like, being able to verbalize it or even understand my own anxiety and why, like, I was reacting that way.
1: Yeah, and you would never been with a man like me um, that – I'm pretty good with communicating and you know expressing my. my no, you're emotions fucking and stuff amazing. Like, that, so. like
0: I'm gonna give him his flowers. Like the man is capable of just like having the most difficult conversations and not judging and like actually coming with solutions.
1: Yeah, well, patience is key, right? And then also me going through my own um, therapy and stuff like that to kind of get to you know figure out all my little bugs and quirks. Yeah. That's,
0: I'll never works. forget, babe. We had a like I want to say our first argument where I was feeling very needy and like projecting shit on you. And you got annoyed with me because you I think you thought I was going to like dip again. Like I was giving you the thought that like, oh, she's just looking for another reason to fucking be out.
1: Yeah, this happened a couple times, actually. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we, we got into some conflict. It was like, all right, let's like dead this talk the next morning. And I woke up to, like, a fucking novel <laughs> text Voiced, message. Voice-to-text is, uh, like, yes. the thing. Um, and I was just like, oh, wow, like, this man is for real. I'm going to read it because I screenshotted this. And I was like, oh, this is husband shit, okay? This is, like, this is like soulmate shit, oh, okay? No. okay? Oh, no. I think I said something like, you know, I'm sorry for how everything went last night. I was being, like, super emotional. I just want you to know that, like, I'm not trying to dip. I'm just feeling my feelings and talking to you about them Mm. and so you said thank you for that i'm not going to lie last night i was kind of turned off because i didn't fully understand what you were going through and i'm still getting to know you so i had no choice other than to look back at how things ended before because i was just seeing some similarities and i apologize for that that is honestly just my own defense mechanism as well because i don't want to be hurt or led on again i do apologize for that I know my energy was off. That's what it was, too. I was just like, why are you, like, so weird? And I, you know, I was projecting shit. Mm. And you said, I want us to work on this. I want to work on this with you together as a power couple because I don't think it's healthy for you to bottle up these emotions or ever have any doubt or second-guessing anything. I feel like it's healthy for you to be able to come and talk to me about that. So I'm going to work on not being as defensive and work on being a little more secure. Mm But I think that comes with you also being a little more secure. So we definitely feed off each other's energy and I just apologize for not being the support that you needed last night.
1: And I'm, that's my mic drop moment right there. Folks. And I was just
0: like, I've literally never had a fucking conversation like this with a man.
1: Actually, baby, I have a confession. What? That whole entire text <laughs> message was chat
0: <laughs> We. All- not to lie because it was march 23rd and chat gpt has did not come out yet uh, i
1: had the beta, had the beta.
0: <laughs> so honestly babe like that was a pivotal moment for me where i was just like the healthy communication conflict resolution that i've always fucking desired with a partner is real and it's possible and i've found it with you
1: yeah so that text message um brings me back to some things that I learned in my therapy so in that text message I go over our issues what we're each having I acknowledge my issues I also acknowledge why I think they're happening for both of us and then I also acknowledge what I could have done different Mm. right Mm -hmm. so and kind of like express what's happening but also just kind of run through it and then kind of come up with some solutions and kind of like also like hey, I probably, I probably could have done this different. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say I was in love with
0: that man after that text message. I was like, oh, I ain't letting his ass go, ever. No, you're the best. <laughs> you're,
1: the, you're the best, girl.
0: Um, so, gosh, babe, like, I have to say, I can't even, like, you know when, like, you have a desire or a wish or something and, it, like, exceeds it? Like, you get you get something that's, like, even beyond, like, what you could have imagined. Like, that's that's this right now. Like, for real. I just can't even wrap my head around the fact that, like, in 2023, it's actually still possible to, like, have a healthy relationship with another human being.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> out there are having pretty good relationships.
0: I mean, I hope so. But, you know, there's a lot of horror stories, especially on social. Like, yeah. if y'all follow a lot of, like, relationship or, like, dating coaches and shit, like, if you go through those comments there's just so many people checking out of love because they've just been burned so many fucking times that I think, I guess at some point it's just like, I don't, I just cannot do this anymore.
1: Hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, that self work is real, you know, uh, so you gotta real. try to figure out why you're making these decisions and, and, and why you're getting, why you're attracted to this, the, the type of people that are going to do you some detriment and stuff like that. But uh, later on in, 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 in our later podcasts and stuff like that in later episodes, we'll talk to some other couples and even just regular individuals. And we'll kind of help you guys figure out what's leading to your decision making with some of these people, you know, like with the toxicity is like, why is toxicity attractive and um, what toxic traits are you attracted to all these things? Like, you know, what's the pattern with these, the people that you've been with and
0: yeah, you know, and I think one of the things that helped me like accelerate my ability to like attract a healthy relationship was the fact that I'm like not afraid to do the work. And I've been doing like a lot of self-development for years. Like that was that's one of my favorite things to do is just like always learning about like how the mind works and emotions and all that shit. So I feel like I was ahead of the curve with that. But I also came to realize that there's only so much you can heal on your own. Right. Like you can work on your childhood traumas. You can work on like understanding your relationship patterns and your attachment styles and all that shit. But there are things that you are not going to heal until you're in another relationship, Mm. whether it's healthy or not. And you're triggered and you work through those fucking triggers with that person, Mm. you know. And I think like what happens for a lot of people post breakup is like they focus too much on the self work. To the point that it's like you get into self-preservation mode and you're just like turned off.
1: You become selfish.
0: Yeah. You're just like, I am just going to be at peace. I'm just choosing peace. And I'm like, but being with a person doesn't necessarily mean you're giving up that peace. It should add to it. Right. That person should fucking add to your peace. And if they're not, then that's not the person for you. But there are things about like jealousy. You're not going to be fucking triggered about jealousy being alone. Right. So if you are a jealous person and you get back into dating and you're in a relationship with somebody who's triggering your fucking jealousy, then you got to be like, well, why am I allowing this? Mm-hmm. And is this person going to stop fucking doing this? Yeah. You know, and even things like conflict resolution, like you can't fucking fight with yourself.
1: I mean, um, <laughs> I've seen some people at the bus stop <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've seen some people at the bus stop that are clearly arguing with themselves.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, that's fair. Um, but for most of us who are not under the influence of substances, you know, you're going to need another person to actually like work on your conflict resolution skills and, and your communication skills. So
1: a lot of that had a lot of passion in your voice when you just said that. Yeah. So what has that done for you? Since,
0: what? Like, like
1: with us being together, like because you, you, you've told me several times that me, just, just being with me has, has healed you in a lot of ways. What are some of those yeah. ways for the folks out there?
0: Well, I feel like I have become really good at being able to communicate my emotions. You
1: have a lot night and day from when we first got together, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: I would shut down like in the beginning because that's just my normal like Mm. reaction. I would shut down and run, right? It's the fire flight shit because I have been presented with the idea that like if I do express my emotions in the past, it would lead to fights. Mm. And even as a kid, like, you know, when I express my emotions at home, like, it was kind of just like, you know, get the fuck over it. So I learned how to shut off, not the emotions, because I still was feeling them, but I just stopped communicating them because it was just like, what's the point? Right. Um, and so for me, it's been so healing to like feel shit and talk to you about it and explain to you like why I'm feeling it and not feel judged about it. And mm-hmm. you just actually like care about, oh, well, I didn't even realize like that was happening or that I was doing this to like trigger you. I'm not going to do that. Or right. like, let's come to a resolution of some kind. Yeah um that's, that's like a, a fucking game changer teamwork yeah it, it's just never felt like well get over it you know like you feel like that i don't give a fuck right and that's just what i was used to
1: yeah yeah I, and i don't i don't have that um i'm just not wired that way you know I'm, i've always kind of been aware of other people's emotions and stuff so mm-hmm. you know i'm very connected. it's the that. virgo energy for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm.
0: you know we're actually like astrological perfect matches taurus and virgo
1: i mean i'm not surprised
0: that's it's right. destiny, y'all. Mm. <laughs> how how do you think this relationship has been healing for you? Because I know, you know, one of the things that you've talked about multiple times now in the show is like um, abandonment issues and like trust and like never feeling love in the way that, you know, I think you felt here.
1: Yeah, the love that we have has been very unique and different than um, any other love that I've experienced or really felt from anybody. Um, it's been... It's felt very like at home, you know, mm. like a very peaceful kind of love. Um, there's not besides that little bit of bickering that you brought up earlier when um, I forget what it was. even. That's about. just
0: us feeling each other out, though. That was just like learning how to navigate our emotions and communicate them in a healthy way.
1: Yeah. So other than that, like we haven't um, we haven't had like real like fighter argument about anything. I'm not really a fighter or arguer anyways, but. There hasn't been absolutely no name calling. No, no disrespect. Close, mm-hmm. Like nothing like that. Um, there hasn't been any raised not voices even yelling, yeah. or or like not even really a huge level of frustration. Maybe a little bit of like annoying, like annoying. But that's just what happens when you spend a lot of time with somebody. Mm-hmm. There's going to be certain things where you're just like, um, yeah.
0: And also, I think like just the timing of conversations is something that I've learned to be more mindful of. Just mm-hmm. like when it's the good time to like talk about something. It's not that you just sweep it under the rug you just find a good time where both of y'all have the, like that capacity
1: yeah that's dangerous because i'm the type that as soon as i know that there's something wrong or, or if i have something wrong i want to talk about it right then and mm-hmm. there you know um and you're the type that's like no you're at work or mm-hmm. i don't want to add anything to it now we'll talk about it later and i'm just like no let's do it now does
0: that trigger your anxiety like to wait
1: i mean it does but then it like it also makes it Starts to make it seem like it's not that serious. Oh, okay. You know, and then but it matters to me. So yeah. I'm like, whoa. it's like obviously it's serious because you brought it up mm-hmm. and like your your vibe is different. Yeah. But now you're telling me that no I can wait. I'm like <laughs> no no, it's like no, you're you're doing too much. Yeah. Doing yeah. too much, girl.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: Now um where So the
0: love feels different.
1: Yeah, it feels so so different and unique and very special. I like that. Very Fond to my, fond of my heart, mm. and mm. I think everybody deserves to experience a love like what like what we have without being too cliche, but this is the cl- the chronicle
0: yeah right? no i mean i I totally agree with you babe, like um
1: everybody deserves to feel what we feel, you know it's she you have a couple of friends, just like I have a couple of friends that are busy searching for love on the the sites Aided. and the bars and um you know the long distance things uh people um, playing games with their, their emotions and, and stuff like that when all they want to do is just find somebody and build a family. And, um, yeah, it's it's real tough. And then for us to ha- have what we have and then to see the potential in our friends and stuff like that, and, and we want that for them as well too. Yeah. And also it's – um you know, like what you said earlier, when you were single, you were like, fuck, like all the couples, right? And the last thing you want is like for your friends to be like, you guys are fucking gross. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like The level of cringe you guys have is insane. (laughs) You guys are gross. Go get a fucking room and like burn it out. (laughs) You know, you deserve to feel this like this is so much fun. I I don't know. I
0: agree. And I think honestly, like a lot of um, I've always said that the best revenge after heartbreak is being fucking happy like despite everything that happened to you right Mm. because you can with all the shit that i've been through i could so easily just have every reason to fucking turn off and just be like a a man-eater
1: a lot of a lot of older women do that not older but you know what i mean a lot of like especially latina women. experienced yeah a lot of (laughs) a lot of Latino women go that route. My grandmother did that. just what happens, you know, scorned women and uh, heartbroken women. It's it's tough.
0: Yeah, and it's easy to, like, I think that's an easier option than to, like, be vulnerable and open yourself back up and And risk getting hurt and, you know, just, like, putting yourself out there. But I had to make the decision, like, I deserve to be fucking happy and I'm not going to allow the past to, like, dictate now my potential future with somebody else.
1: Well, I mean, now that I've experienced the level of happiness that I've felt with you, I don't really want to experience anything else. And I think it's probably going to get stronger. I hope so. I would assume. Yeah. You know? I mean, is there ever going to be a time where we kind of like plateau and we're just kind of like sleeping in separate bedrooms? Oh, God. Like That's not does, plateauing. Does, this fucking does everybody terrible. get to like a point where it's like, oh, I'm fucking bored now? Like,
0: You know what I realized, babe? The couples that get to that point are living like... Separate lives in relationships.
1: Separate, like hobbies and stuff? Everything. They
0: just like coexist, Mm. but they're not actually partners. Roommates. Yeah, it's like, okay, we live together, we pay bills together, but, like, do we actually do anything that strengthens our bond? Do mm. we have shared activities? Do we have shared <sighs> values in life? Are we working towards the same fucking goal? Right. Like, I never felt with my ex, like, that we, that I was building for us. Mm. He was just kind of just like, well, that's your shit. Like, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. And that was always the energy, and, it like, with that energy, you're always just like, well, what the fuck is the point of this?
1: I went through that with my first ex as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, you know. I don't know if it was like from like a respect standpoint, but if like you're literally asking the person to join you in this thing that you're trying to do and they're just like, nah, it's kind of like, it feels like a slap in the face.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that like, you know, if one of y'all is building a business, you have to work together. That's not the only thing, but you should definitely be doing activities together that make you bond. Yeah. It could just be like, Hey, you know what? I know you're going to be working late on your business today, so I'm going to like take care of dinner. Hmm. You know, it's like simple things like that. Or, you know, is there something I can take off of your plate? Like, What's on your to do list that I can support you with? And I know you've always been like so amazing about supporting me when I'm business traveling. Yeah. Like, you'll come and take care of the house, the yeah. dogs. I've never felt like that was a burden for you. You were almost just like, What do you need? Whatever like, you need. let yeah. me know. Yeah. And it, it, you, I mean, you've gone above and beyond, like, you know, with that. And that is what for me, like, true partnership looks like. It's yeah. just looking for the opportunities to serve, but doing it out of like a genuine desire yeah, and not just- like resentfulness or, like, obligation. It's like, I've always felt like you extend your help from the most genuine, like, I love you, and I just want to support you. Yeah, it's like,
1: really, it comes from that, and it's like, I just want your day to go as smooth as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you have something busy. Like, I know I couldn't make it for the convention. Shouts out to all you guys that went to the convention. I couldn't make it, but I would have loved to be there and help you. But you had your sister. You had your team, so you were fine. And you were
0: holding down the fort here, making sure that my dog was taken care of, which is a lot, too, because... You know, just, like, that behind-the-scenes support from our partners is, like, sometimes the make or break with us being able to pursue our individual goals, right? Like, if I didn't have the support at home, it'd be much harder for me. Then I have to pay people to do the things that you help me with and, you know— um
1: it's almost like I'm a house hubby, but I'm a house hubby with a full time job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I literally work twelve hour shifts. Yeah, so it's like, I mean it's. Like, but we make it work. Hell yeah, right? We make, we it, make work. it
0: work. And like you know, when you're working with your 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 nine to five, and you need support with the Airbnb business, like I'm going down there. I'm gonna coordinate shit. Yeah. So like we're always looking, babe. What do you need? Right. How can I support you? Yeah. And it's just like very natural.
1: I love that so much for us.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's what everybody deserves in partnership it's like that's the difference between bullshit relationship and like an actual partnership
1: i can't wait to talk to some of the other couples i know you have a few that you have in mind already Mm -hmm. i I don't really um i guess i have to like start to like kind of tune in with some people and and try to find my own um couple guests and stuff like that but you've got a couple couples yeah they're super eager to
0: share their own stories
1: yeah and that's like that's going to be super sick because um I've been so wrapped up in our story and just kinda going through the day to day and just living on the high of that. But to uh, see other couples that are out here at their own dimensions, doing their own thing, living yeah. their own life in their own matrix, it'd be great to see like how people are getting along and you know, the stories that it took for them to get there and um the things that they make each other better with and the things that they could work on. You know, we yeah. I know we have things that we can work on. I mean obviously we're I mean less than six months into this whole thing since we actually even met. Yeah. So we're working on things every day, but every we're...
0: day. And I think that's the like part of it too is just making the commitment to grow and confront all the things that life is gonna throw at us, mm. like and know that we're gonna be our biggest supporters in this, you know, in that whole endeavor. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up with um our best tip for like maybe attracting something healthy. Mm. Right? Because we definitely could have just gone back and Pursued another relationship that looked exactly like the shit that we were in because that could have felt familiar. But we chose to actively like not do that. Um, I think my best advice is what I said before. Don't let the past dictate what your future looks like. Mm -hmm. Like don't carry the past into these new relationships. Do not make the the new person pay the fucking debts that somebody else accrued. Um, you're just
1: going to make people run away from you.
0: You are. And that like energy, especially if you're coming from like, oh, my God, I got to make up for lost time because it wasted so much time. Like that desperate energy attracts fuck boy energy. One thousand percent. OK.
1: I love when she says fuck. Boy. It <laughs> it's so
0: it, but it's true because like when dudes sense that that desperation in you, that makes you pray. That makes you pray to be fucking just like taken advantage of because you're just like willing to accept the bare minimum.
1: We just we actually just witnessed this with one yeah. of somebody close to you.
0: Yeah. And it sucks because I'm just like, She's it's the energy that you're projecting so much more. You yeah. Know? And and it's easy for like the especially if you have like a number of toxic relationships under your belt. It's easy for those things to continuously fuck up your, your self-worth so that you actually accept even less and less and less as you go along versus like making the decision to like this is a clean slate. Um, what happened happened. I'm not going to project this shit into the future. I'm going to still look at things clearly. I'm still going to judge each person individually by like what they show me versus like what I think I see or what their potential is mm. or like what I want the fucking story to be. Like just take it for what it is. Take oh, yeah. the information for what it is and like do what you will with that.
1: And try not to be too much of a fixer.
0: Mm. Talk about it. Talk yeah. about it.
1: So like the, the fixer thing is crazy because, you know, um, if you haven't fixed yourself, obviously you have any, You don't have any business fixing anybody else. But you don't even have business fixing anybody else in the first place. The only thing you can do is kind of what we were talking about earlier is just being somebody's support and kind of like bringing things to light. You know, it kind of goes back to the difference between criticism and advice. So, anyways, I love that what you just said, and I think um, my piece of advice that I would leave that I also said earlier was all of you single folks out there utilize the 3 date rule for real do it
0: don't be like us
1: (laughs) do it and hey if 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 the vibes there the vibes there i mean we we are all human and at the end of the day you know if, if you're really hitting it off with somebody and and you guys are really crushing on each other there's nothing wrong with obviously being two adults and doing what adults (laughs) do. So it's no shame in it. You're not a whore. You're not a scumbag. It it is what it is. But I just think that the three-date rule, if you're actually looking for some substance out here in this dating game, um, especially utilizing the apps, you know, we were specifically using Hinge, um, the three-date rule, you know, um, try to switch it up too because the three dates, um, it's nice because you can, you know, go do mini golf one day or, go to a bar one day, you can switch up the vibes completely in all three different settings and then they can kind of gauge that person and kind of get their vibe on you know certain situations. Maybe they're you know they don't really like mini golf because it's a challenge mm-hmm. or you know they're you just easily things.
0: frustrated mm-hmm. or they're messy drunk or yeah. whatever. Yeah
1: <laughs> you get to c- kind of bring people out of their show a little bit in different scenarios that way when you do invite them back to your house you don't have to worry about if they're going to like if you're going to wake up and they've got a hammer over your head right like <laughs> hey good morning it's like you've been watching shit. too much Dateline, yo.
0: <laughs> 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 oh man this is fun babe um i'm glad we finally like documented the story because It's like I think we've told it in like bits and pieces to you know our loved ones and friends and family, but like now it's like on record.
1: And to sit down and revisit it together, yeah, it's fun. Yeah,
0: it's like, dang, we made it
1: so far. (laughs) So far, so
0: good. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning into another episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that you are subscribing so you never miss an episode. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Yes. Or we're trying to do every Wednesday.
1: No, we're going to do every Wednesday. We're
0: doing every Wednesday. Okay. Every Wednesday. And uh, so now you can actually enjoy this podcast via video. And um, yeah, we also want you to send us a DM on Instagram. You can follow us at Corazon Chronicles Pod. Send us a DM if you're experiencing dating challenges, love challenges. You have a question you want us to ask or answer on the show. You have a scenario you want us to talk through. You have a Reddit thread that you want to send us, whatever it is. Mm. Let us know what is on your mind when it comes to love and relationships. We definitely want to dive into it on the show.
1: Yeah, we've already had some really good ones. You've shown me uh, several good Good topics and, and good questions, and just a lot of like a lot of love, and a lot of people that are so happy for us. They love the podcast. and They're mm-hmm. excited to see what uh, we're all gonna, gonna uncover throughout the podcast. Whatever this thing decides to turn itself into. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. I love you. <laughs> I love you.